Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. Hello friends and listeners, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. My name is Shelley Ann Harris. Today I have the pleasure of connecting with Reverend Errol Bolt, a family life counselor who has been in ministry for 39 years and is the pastor of Kencott Christian Fellowship. He has been married to Carmen for 46 years with three children and seven grandchildren. Today, I'm pleased to sit with Reverend Bold to reflect on mental health and depression. Reverend Bold, welcome to Impacting Jamaica. Thank you. I'm certainly My happy to be with you, Shelley. Excellent, excellent. My first question to you, as we reflect on these big weighty subjects in this festive time, is how do you know the difference between when someone is depressed versus when they're just a little sad? Okay, um, <clears throat> Shelley, there is a great difference there for sure uh, because of what both represent. Uh, sadness, okay? We experience sadness because of disappointment or failure in some person or thing. And this sadness is temporary. It's, it, it's surface, it, it's short-lived. Uh, and so um, it, it makes you lose your momentary spunk or vitality and I may result in a, a disappointment of yours. But it is different from depression because when we speak about depression, we're speaking more of a mental and a spiritual malady that an individual goes through. Uh, depression is not as surface and temporary as sadness, but it is deep-seated. And it is an invasion of a heavy spirit that wants to suck the oxygen out of life for those who come under its grip. And so um, depression is different because it causes us to feel trouble. Depression makes us feel fearful, anxious, and apprehensive about life and the future. And it actually gets us into a, div a divided and unsettled mindset about ourselves and about life and the world that we live in. So one is sadness, is I'm sad because I did not get a job. I'm sad because my friend breaks up with me. I'm sad because my mom was in an accident. So that's sadness and we get over that as the situations get better. But depression is much more deep-seated and impact the person's life and is more mind-driven and more emotionally driven and carries very serious spiritual uh, uh, results in the life of an individual. Great clarification there in terms of one being temporary and as a result of a particular situation or person and depression being a broader malady that yes. the person is experiencing. But, but what are the factors that cause somebody to be depressed because I think you know in regular society there's a way that we think you know you can't just get over it man you know how you so logy and low-key and you know 
And sometimes it's not even that. Some other persons are quite happy, seemingly, and are actually depressed. So how, I'm not even sure how to formulate this question, but it's, it's, it's really about trying to determine what causes depression then, because there's a way that we think it's a, it's a consistent sadness about something, something happened, and then you become sad, and then it leads to depression because it's too many things that happened to you. Um, but it perhaps it's not really just that. How do we determine that somebody is depressed, or what are the factors that cause depression? Okay, <clears throat> yes, there are some factors that cause depression. What happened is that depression is caused uh, by um, how we process, how we process what we see outside of us. Uh, depression is lived from outside in. And when a person becomes depressed, he or she becomes depressed because what he or she is experiencing uh, is bigger than uh, uh, the person. And therefore, a sense of failure comes on board and a sense of um, no way out. You, can, you, you get caught in a dead-end space and you have no answers. For example, uh, if you are, you got a light bill and your light bill is uh, for the month, $70,000, a great increase. And, and you're, you're, you're frightened by that. Uh, but if you have money in the bank that you can go and draw out and you can pay that bill, that bill does not become a point of depression or anxiety for you. But if you don't have the money to do so, then you move into an anxiety mode because now there is a situation out there bigger than you that you can't handle and your inability to handle it is going to lead to great inconveniences, great maybe shame on your part when they turn off your light and you can't, you, you have no electricity in your house for anything. So, so you go into depression because you find things in your life that you can't handle. And therefore you buckle under it because you become hopeless and you begin to think that life is gonna close in on you. What happened with depression, Shellyan, is this, that an anxiety that people get into is that um, uh, when uh, situations happen in our life and we don't have any answers to them, any help or any way out, God has so made us and wired us that when we come upon such moments, uh, our, our brain uh, processes it. It sees that we are unable to handle it. And so the brain behaves the way God made it to, to, to behave. It, it, it releases uh, adrenaline, which is an acid that is stored in our adrenaline glands. And when a problem or trouble come upon us, the brain senses it and the brain releases this to empower us to fight or flight, run, escape. Now, that is intended to be a temporary thing in the human body. But if the problem you're experiencing is an ongoing one, 
a permanent one that there is no solution to. So the brain keeps getting the signal that there is trouble. So it keeps informing the adrenaline to release this acid because this person need to fight the situation or to run from it. Now, because the situation is permanent and ongoing, uh, this adrenaline um, 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 acid is an acid that is released. When we fight or we run, we burn it off. If we are not doing that, it settles in our system. And so this acid, the adrenaline, it eats away at our organs because it's an acid. So have you ever been in school? And when teacher says that, okay, you're gonna come up to the board and do this sum for me. And mm -hmm. I'm gonna call somebody and immediately, your, your bowels get weak. <laughs> yes. you, you, you follow me? Yeah, it's the, you, you sense fear. What is she going to ask me? I don't know how to do it. And so the brain senses the fear and, and, it, and it triggers the adrenaline gland to release the acid to help you to fight or to run from it. And, and so it gets in your system and it gets to your heart. Palpitations start. Your heart starts to race. Your bowels get weak. You want to go to the bathroom. The, this is what the acid does to our body. And you imagine this acid being in our body, perpetually it seems, uh, because our problems never move, we don't see no answer to them. So what happens is that it eventually weakens us. It mm. weakens our mind, it weakens our heart. We have all kinds of illnesses that doctors can't find a cure for. And it's all because we are in depression, we are anxious, and this adrenaline stuff is eating away at our body. And so we, so this is this is part of the reason why some people get anxious and they have panic attacks because they 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 think that what they're in they can't get out of it. And so the mind, what happens with people who are depressed is that they are stretched three ways. One is that depressed people are stressed where the past is concerned. They are they are stretched where the future is concerned and they are stretched to where the presence are concerned. So they are divided in three parts as they seek to solve the solutions of life and therefore they can't give any full attention to any one part and that's where now they begin to lose it because they are trying to work with the present and the past at the same time. These are the three enemies of depression and anxiety, our past, or present and our future, they come through those doors into our lives, okay? And so like with the past, we, we think about our past, uh, our failures, what we did wrong. We can't go back to correct it at all because it is cast in concrete, the past. So we live with that burden. We have regrets. We have pains about the past, mistakes about the past. We have abuses that we're dealing with family problems, and all of these bundled up on us, you know, and we don't have any answers to them. In the present, we're worried about the challenges we have today, the struggles we have to go through, the lack we have, the dis disappointment uh, um, that we're going through right now. And so this become a burden on us also. And the future, we are fearful about the future, about the unknown. We, 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 we don't know what tomorrow holds. All these things contribute towards depression that we go through daily. Now, there are other means of depression, you know, the clinical depression that we deal with, but I'm dealing with the everyday depression that most people go through. Most people are not clinical. 
but they're just going through anxiety, depression, and stress that today brings upon them. And so um, it's very important that we make that distinction there. And if you want to know whether you are depressed, uh, one, um, observe, are you losing zest for living? Okay, are you having sleepless nights or you're having too much sleep? You're too lethargic to come out of bed. Alrighty, uh, am I depressed? Is my speech and my thoughts uh, uh, in touch with the reality of today? Or am I talking about things that have nothing to do with the present reality that I'm living in? Uh, number four, negative and pessimistic thoughts that are always occupying mind or uh, your mind. Multiple fears that you have. Fear about everything, fear about people, fear about spaces, fear about tomorrow, you know, fear, uh, so many fears invading you. Number six, if you have suicidal thoughts uh, uh, that are attending you, you know, tell you to give up and, and take your life because, you know, it doesn't make sense, you are worthless, whatever, there. You're hearing voices. Some people are hear voices because their minds are so messed up that they're hearing all kinds of voices. Uh, if you find yourself having severe mood swings, you're going from one mood, laughter to sadness, joy to despair, you're, you're sociable sometimes, next time you're not so sociable. Uh, these are signs that you are either in depression or you're entering into depression. Loss of appetite, or you find yourself just overeating frequently in the refrigerator. This could be a sign that you're depressed and you're trying to see uh, ways out of it and, and uh, you know, um, to bring yourself um, um, it back into reality. Okay, and so the last thing is that uh, if you're depressed, you're gonna want you 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 become a party creature. But what your party is is this: you will find yourself playing the pity party constantly. Uh, you know, pity pity on yourself. Uh, mm. You know, sorrying for yourself. It is one pity party is one party that the first guest to this party is Satan. Okay, wow. because yeah, yeah, because he comes to tell you you are nothing. You must stay within yourself. Don't reach out to anybody. Don't make anybody reach out to you. Just sorry for yourself and let you be the only world in which you are revolving in, as opposed to the larger world uh, of people around you who love you and who care for you. But either, these are just some signs that we can use to tell whether we are transitioning into depression because of what's happening around us that we can't handle. And it's causing us now to go into these days and this dead end uh, um, of life. I, I, I hope I haven't said too much there. <laughs> no, you've, you've really covered, you've been comprehensive in, in describing, you know, the factors and the things to look out for, you know, if you're assessing yourself or a loved one. Mm -hmm. um, so those that was pretty comprehensive and making the distinction between clinical depression and regular depression. So I appreciate that. And now a word from our sponsors. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facilities maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Grace has been part of some special moments over the years, helping to make them, well, 
more memorable, even when they're a little bit unexpected. And with 100 years of great taste behind us, you can be sure we'll be making even more moments for a hundred years to come. Grace, taste that moves you. John John, I know you're in there. I want to when lights are come back. I know Pinky this time. Akeisha. Akeisha, just like me tell Pinky. Give GPS your number and then we'll send your text with them things here. So you can't stop, knock my door. What you mean? DM or call JPS and tell them to add your phone number to your account and you will know everything all the time. You're not for ask. Send your current contact information and always be in the know. Visit jpsgo.com for more info. Welcome back to our podcast. The next question uh, for me is, what do you do? If you're listening to this podcast now and you realize that you have a couple of these things going on in your own life, that you're you're hearing thoughts, you're you're feeling like, you know, you want to end it. There's that person. And there's another other person who may be listening who is okay, but they have friends or loved ones who they're worried about because they are displaying some of what you described just now. Mm-hmm. What, what can those two persons do? Okay. Uh, important for the person who identifies himself or herself as going through um, some of the things that I've mentioned here, um, the first thing that needs to be done is that the person need to seek help. Amen? Seek help. Because like I say, the enemy loves to keep us in the pity party mode where we stay and we isolate ourselves, etc. But talk to people. Alrighty? Uh, if you're feeling any of this, talk to your doctor about your feelings. Speak to your pastor about your feelings on this matter if you find yourself there. And if you find yourself there, you are going to have to um, uh, engage in a lot of prayer to the Lord because depression is a spiritual thing. Isaiah 61 verse 3 says that uh, calls worry and depression a spirit of heaviness that comes upon you. While sadness is not a spirit, depression and anxiety are generated by a spirit. And of course, that spirit that the Bible speaks about is the spirit of Satan, Alrighty, What he does is that he looks for your problems that you're in and, and that you have no answers for, and he uses them against you to bring you into this mode. And so the Bible actually says that the answer for a spirit of, of heaviness, which, which depression is, is to praise God. He says, put on the garment of praise to eradicate the spirit of heaviness, which is the spirit of depression. It is the spirit. All right. So what you do if you find yourself like that, begin to praise God. Open your mouth. Talk to God. Thank him for what he has done for you. People who are depressed are usually people who do not engage a lot in thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving brings fresh oxygen in your life. Uh, while sitting and complaining and murmuring, uh, uh, um, uh, what, what it invites in your life, it invites carbon dioxide that, that, that sucks the life out of you, as it were. So, so find things to give God thanks for, okay? Uh, depression loves to take your mind off the 80% that you have and put it on the 20% that you don't have. And you spend all your time worrying about the 20% rather than giving thanks to God for the 80% that is going on good and fine in your life. 
So find time to give thanks. Find time to pray and talk to God about your situation. Get people in your life that can help you. That I would say to the person who is actually going through depression. Uh, now, for the person who is observing a family member going through that, I would say the same thing prevails. Get your family member to a place where they can get help. Uh, uh, you be a source of encouragement to your family members. Pray for them too uh, as they go through this season you know, of their life. And uh, let your love for them be obvious and clear. Alrighty? And don't play... Don't play the professional and try to counsel them. Let a professional uh, a person who's trained to do that, do that. You just love them, serve them, and uh, be there for them uh, in this season. This is a tough season. It's, a, it's supposed to be a season of joy and love and caring and peace, as the angels says in the Bible, uh, that the Savior has come to the world. But the world has taken this good season and turn it into a commercial season. And so people are of the impression that when Christmas comes, if I do not have all the trimmings, I really am nobody and I, I deserve to go in a mood swing. And I, you know, they say that suicidal suicides increase at Christmas time when it should decrease because joy to the world, a savior has come. You know what I mean? Peace to all mankind. But we don't see that in many lives because the wrong approach to the season has been has been absorbed as a result of that people go into depression because they don't have the money to spend and people also when it comes to the new year big trouble because the chart the credit card is used in a mighty way in the season to keep up with the demand of the season and then january comes and the reality is there so these are some some ideas that i would share with uh, those who are in depression and those who are actually have uh, watching families go into this if you know your family is in depression and they are suicidal in their thinking you need to watch them and be careful that they do not get in places or have access to anything that they could harm themselves with thank you for that pastor bold um you know, I think one of the main things you said there for those who are struggling with depression is not to be isolated yeah. and, you know, to seek help from pastor, doctor. Um, but if not those, I suppose a counselor or a good friend mm -hmm. or yes. a family member. Uh, I just want to call out the names because, you know, um, sometimes you can't reach a pastor and mm -hmm. sometimes you can't reach a doctor either. So yes. it would be good to be able to reach a trusted friend. Um, in these times Certainly. So, so thank you for that um there was a recent study that came out uh by ncu i haven't gone through the entire study but it, it mentioned that women all women are depressed and you know some of the comments online were like what you know i'm a woman and i'm not depressed and i'm a woman i have children and i'm not depressed and lots of you know reactions to it mm -hmm. but i think the gist was to point out that women in general are you know, many women in Jamaica are struggling. What are your thoughts as it relates to depression and how men and women navigate it differently? Well, um, yes, um, men and women relate to depression differently, although there are some similarities. And this is so because of the divine wiring of the male and the female mind and brain. Um, men, uh, as it relates to depression, 
are not as in touch with their emotions as women are. And um, as a result, they relate to depression differently because our emotions are very intimately connected with the depression and impacted by depression that we go through. Men uh, are likely to sweep things under the rug and don't deal with them while women want to get every grain of dust from under the rug cleaned up, okay? So she takes more on herself, uh, which, which likely to bring depression on her. Men are more logical about the troubles of life while women are more emotional and more perfectionistic about the, the issues of life. And that brings them into a deeper mode of depression and quicker than the male. Men think in chunks, women think in detail, okay? They want all the dominoes to line up like they ought to because God has wired them with that mindset for detail and for order. And in a world that attacks everything you do, that order is not going to be realized very often. And that can send um, a female into depression. Uh, a female is more sensitive and aware of uh, her person, her person, you know, many women are depressed because of how they look. They're either too fat, they're either, uh, uh, they, they, they think ugly, they, they don't have long enough hair or whatever, but women are very sensitive about their person because a female thinks she was designed by God to be pretty and she's not wrong. God placed her here as the queen in this earth. And if anything is, is impacting that, she goes into depression about her person. While the men, men are rugged. Men, you know, um, if you allow them, they'll wear the same pair of socks for three weeks and, and, the, same, and the same pants for two weeks. While women, no, 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 they are just uh, different. Even for myself, you know, I, I would dress sometime and my wife says, oh, you're not going to leave that house in that shirt. I said, why? She says that because you're my husband and you wore it two weeks ago. <laughs> she's <You know>? right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you say she's right. Well, to me, I'm comfortable in my shirt. I don't care what anybody thinks. But the female is very concerned about how she's perceived in her person by others. And if she thinks that she's not seeing that perception in the mirror when she looks there, it leads to depression. Female also are more family-oriented, family-focused, and family-centered than males are and if things are not if things are impacting the family negatively she's going to be impacted negatively and she's going to be saddened and she's going to go in a depression because the, her family is not going the way she would like for it to go and and females are more about security than men are okay and if she doesn't feel she's in, in, in an, a security environment that adds to her depression and her anxiety so we relate to uh uh, anxiety and depression differently, male and female. We, we really do. The, the thing about it is that um, males, females know how to get out of the pothole of depression quicker and faster than a male does. That, that's one of the observations that that's has been made, you know. Yes, yeah, uh -uh. yeah. Yes, they do. They come out of it quicker than the male. When the male gets in it, he stucks in it, and he can find a way out of it very easily. But the female does that maybe because she has more urgent things that she has to take care of, and she can't stay there. 
that long. She's got to find a way out of it. So she will be the one quicker to go to the counselor, to go to the pastor. A matter of fact, I'm a family counselor. And when crisis marriages start and the, the people, couples come to me, it is the female who initiates the call for yeah. the, the counsel. And when the time comes, she can't get the husband to come because he says that I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not depressed. I'm not anxious. You are. So you go on and, and get yourself fixed. So so females seek help quicker. For, and I, I'll give you an example. Eve in the Garden of Eden led Adam into sin and also led the race into sin. Okay, but if you look at today, the first person to walk through the church door is a female to come back to God. The males are not in the church. So while the females are aware that she's the first mover when it, when it came to sin in the Garden of Eden, she's also the first one to come back to God for healing and for help and for deliverance, the male is not there. And today in Jamaica, we have a ratio where out of every 100 persons in the church, 80 are females and 20 are males. Because females know how to seek help because they are made by God where they are not as rugged and not as tough as we men are. So they want the refinement, the gentleness, and when they hear God says, come to me, if you're a laborer and you're able laden, and I'll give you rest, which we all need from depression. Oh, they run to God. But the males, no, they stand back and they say, no, I'm a leader. I, you know, I don't need any help. I can sort myself out. So they'll stay there longer than the female would. But both are subjected to depression. Um, uh, you know, one more so than the other, the female. But in, in coming out of it, the female will come out of it much quicker than the male will that's quite a um <laughs> that's quite a position to to advance and uh, you have given the evidence of that in terms of just how we process and yes. how many of, of us as women show up in church because we're aware that we need help yeah, yeah. Yes. you know amen. and, and amen. we need a greater context for how to live yes. amen so yeah yeah i i accept that position and that explanation on you know, how men versus women process depression. We have only a minute or two left. And I just wanted to ask you to talk to us about hope for the holidays and especially for the new year. Um, as we talk about, refle- uh, you know, mental health and depression and, you know, how someone can really be depressed in this time and, you know, the factors to look out for and how we can help them. What is your larger hope? What kind of hope can our listeners have as we anticipate 2023? Okay, um, I want to say, uh, as we think of 2023, um, one is we protect 2023 by how we live in December of 2022. And uh, because many of us will take into 2022 a lot of the baggage uh, from uh, December in terms of uh, what we did in order to make Christmas Christmas as we perceive it, and we go into the new year with a lot of debts. So one is this, as we go and look towards the new year, do not make new year resolutions or declarations. Do not make resolutions? No, it's new year's, new year's I'm talking about. Yeah, because the survey shows that 
a lot of depression comes through that because by the end of January, the, the, the resolutions that we made, we have broken them. We said we would do A, B, C, and by the end of January, it, 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 you know, we have, we have messed up already. And so mm. depression comes in there. So I say treat 2023 on the 1st of January. It's another day that God has blessed you with to live by. Amen. And God has given us our days one day at a time to live. He didn't give us life in chunks. And so take it one day. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. Okay, mm -hmm. so take it one day at a time and don't go into it with chunks and, re and, and, and de re declarations and, and resolutions that you cannot keep because you have done it years before and never happened. So be careful about that one day at a time, trusting God. Okay, watch the credit card, like I said before, in December, because it will determine your peace or your misery in January going forward. Find God. Go to church. Amen. Go to church and start your year with God. Seek his face. Seek his truth. Seek his protection. Very important. Next one. Celebrate family. As you go into the new year, family is important. Family came to this earth before the church. You need your family. And so celebrate family. Bring healing to family. Take exercise <laughs> for the new year. Have a good exercise program. Sleep well. Do not use your sleeping hours to try and earn money. The Bible says that the people of God, while they're sleeping, God is opening doors for them and providing for them while they rest. So sleep well. Cherish your friends, your good friends that you have for 2023, and find time to make memories with them. Find time to make memories with family. Amen. Forgive those who have hurt you. Because forgiveness is one of the things that lead to depression because there was, it is a, a spirit that comes with unforgiveness. And Jesus says, those who refuse to forgive those who hurt them, like I have forgiven them, they are turned over to tormentors. When you live in unforgiveness, you are living under the management of tormentors. Amen? And, also, and, and find time in 2023 to help a poor person put a poor person on your budget to help them uh, 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 monthly or weekly with a little grocery jesus says when you give to the poor you give to me and i will repay you and when i do i will repay you a hundredfold Mm. So I, I, I would suggest that as we go into 2023, we think on these things and try to incorporate them in our lives for a better life, a more qualitative life in 2023. Pastor, those are sound, tried and true uh, focus areas that we can embody and embrace for 2023. Thank you so much for your wisdom for your experience and for your grace in talking to us about depression today and how we can have hope for 2023. Thank you for being with us on Impacting Jamaica. Thanks for having me, my lady. The pleasure was mine. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, 
motivate and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.